0: We were talking about the spirit of truth and we finished We finished last week uh, by acknowledging God's purpose to have a church uh, that is busy about the Father's business. And uh, strong in prayer, strong in his presence and of course strong in his power. Led by him in all the affairs of life and uh, by the Logos and the Rhema. If you were here, the two Greek words that describe two different Descriptions of the Word of God, the Logos Word of God and the Rhema Word of God. The truth of God's Word and the the Spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit as our guide and um, so very important. Led by both what God has said in his Word and led also by what God is saying by his Spirit. The Spirit of truth. Uh, Described by Jesus over in John 16 as the one Jesus would send to us. When he rose from the dead, he said, I'll send the Holy Spirit and, uh, and that he would lead us and guide us into all truth and show us things to come. And I always say, what an advantage in life is that, to have the Spirit of God showing you things to come, letting you see what's ahead. What an advantage. And he also told Peter in Matthew 16, and I really want to just uh, uh, pray right now that our hearts are open. Let's just close out. Close our eyes for a minute and just ask the Lord, invite the Lord right now in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for revelation knowledge today, Lord God. Lord, that we would even at this time of the year when we're celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, see some things, Father, in your word and by your spirit, Lord, that we can say is revelatory. Lord, that it's from you, Lord God, things that we've never seen before. Lord, that our hearts would be open, Lord God. Lord, that the wonder of your word would continue to grip each and every single one of us. Lord, both today and even during this, this Christmas holiday period, Lord God. Lord, that as we draw near to you, Lord, you, as you've promised, will draw near to us. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. So uh, the Lord also told Peter in Matthew chapter 16 that truth, truth that is revelatory, what we call revelation knowledge, is way more powerful than anything that the kingdom of darkness can throw at us he said that the gates of hell will not prevail against it see it for yourself there in in uh in in uh matthew 16 let's today as just the time that we've got see those divine dynamics with a christmas flavor just just a bit of a christmas flavor flowing in all right and um You know, we're in the Christmas season and we may say that Jesus is the reason uh, for the season, but you cannot help but notice that the world seems to be working hard to redefine Christmas. Anyone noticed? Yeah. It's not hard to recognise that the spirit of the world, the spirit behind the world, uh, the world system is trying very hard to get Christ out of Christmas. Commercialising it, making it about everything that glitters and is sweet, And nice, fair, and equitable, but not relevant to the birth of the Saviour of the world. Not relevant to that. You, many of you, have noticed. For the spiritually engaged and discerning, what is plain to see is that the opposition, the spiritual warfare around the birth of Jesus, is not new. It's that same battle that's been raging since the fall in the garden and continues to rage in the realm of the spirit. The deception of the enemy continues. His weapons and armory, his lies and deception. I want to say to you, church, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived because that's what the enemy does. That's his weaponry, deception, lies, distraction. Get you off the trail of the truth. And we need to be the wise ones from God that seek and follow after his truth and reject a lie and, rese- and reject opposition to the truth. Amen? Amen. I'll say it again. Amen? Amen? I tell you what, someone needs to stand up for the truth. You know, if you don't stand up for it, you'll fall for anything. Spiritual warfare wasn't introduced in the New Testament. I'll just tell you that. It's a part of the narrative of God's redemptive plan for mankind. We see it at work in biblical history all the way down through uh, the pages of the Bible. And in in the Gospels we see that spiritual opposition was in play leading up to the actual birth of Jesus when the government of that day took its place in opposition toward what God had purposed for mankind from the very beginning of creation. Amen. I have a little observation to share, so stay with me. It's probably about as deep as I go today, so just stay in with me, all right? Much of the deception today is where increasingly societal values for fairness, equity, inclusion, and get... This is the latest one, well-being for all, is being twisted and forged into the highest value of good for all society and also now a legal weapon to be pointed against the church and the truth of God's word. And the sharp point of that weapon of offence will be with the backing of the law of the land. Just putting out a little warning which will claim discrimination and Decry the fact that we're not after the well-being of all, you know. And it will have that value tacked onto it. And church, we need to understand that the new battle lines are being drawn. Even as we speak, there are those that are working hard on that job. And we need wisdom from heaven like never before. We need to know the word and we need to know the spirit of truth on how to deliver that word. How to get it across and into people's hearts, away from their stinking thinking, past their stinking thinking, and over into hearts that will recognise revelation. We need to be the wise that seek God's truth in the midst of governmental opposition to God's word and his kingdom. A bit of a solemn note. Um, There's a few of you thinking that you might come and sing Silent Night, but I just want you to know that there's something that's uh, uh, brewing and stirring. We have to be a people led by the Spirit more than ever. Let's today renew our wonder and awe at the plan of God to bring a saviour into the world, in spite of the opposition that confronts us. Matthew, Matthew chapter 2 and verse 1 where the Christ was to be born for you know you have to understand Herod the king uh, and and for the chief priests they had a status quo going on they had things were going good for them they were in control they were you know in charge of everything that was going on and uh, what power they had their intention was to keep it and to hang on to it there's a saying that says what a powerful people want you heard that one more power. That's what they want. And of course the three wise men knew the word of God. Let's just read it. So they said to him in, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, but you Bethlehem in the land of Judea are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. The three wise men, had been led to the verses in the book of Micah, the word of God. Led by the spirit of truth, we would say. Great example of the message we we received last week. As I say, it's available on the podcast. Being led by the word of God and the spirit of God, the spirit of truth. Amen? It says there in um, verse 7, And then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and he said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring him back. Bring back word to me that I might come and worship him also. Liar, liar, pants on fire. (laughs) He was not going to come and worship him. Amen. We know Herod only has evil in mind, his darkened heart. Is in opposition to the plan of God. And as we will see, the three wise men discern his spirit and his spirit of evil. Verse nine. And when they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down. And worshipped him, and when they'd opened their treasured treasures, they they presented gifts to him: gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Verse twelve. And then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Led by the word, led by the Spirit, the three wise men knew by a prophetic dream that Herod only had evil intent for the newly born king of the Jews. And they were led by the spirit to return to their country another way, avoiding Herod and the high priests and, of course, their evil intent. And, of course, Jesus' dad, Joe, <laughs> he also gets a prophetic dream. And after the birth of Jesus, instead of heading home uh, they avoid Herod's determination to kill the plan of God off by going straight to Egypt and let's just look at that verse 13 and when they had departed behold an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream saying arise take the young child and his mother flee to Egypt and stay there until I bring you what word the rhema the spoken word you know and bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. In verse 14, And when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt and was there until the death of Herod. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. Again, the written word. Just that, you know that, that beautiful connection between what God is saying and what God has said. And I tell you, church, we can live our lives by that same word. Amen. Joseph and Mary were on a mission from God. And they didn't have to ask anyone for anything. Just think about it. How do you pay for an unexpected trip to Egypt? You, weren't, you were going home. No preparation for that. How do you pay for that? I know. Gold. Frankincense. Myrrh. In other words, they went down there ready for anything. They probably had a holiday for a couple of years on that. Gold, frankincense and myrrh. God's provision was there. You see, where he leads, he feeds. And where he guides, what does he do? He provides. I I don't know about anyone else, but I think going on a mission for God is not a vow of poverty. It's actually, you know, a, 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 a track to provision. And God's provision, okay, he's not, he, he doesn't have lack. He'll bless what you put your hand to if you're on a mission from him. You watch. I don't want to end on the sad note of what happened in Bethlehem when King Herod realised that the three wise men had done a sneaky one on him and uh, returned uh, not by his office. His evil heart remained desperate uh, to ensure no new king arose and his evil just had no boundaries. And you can read yourself, it's a sad, uh, a sad story of what happened to the children of Bethlehem because of King Herod. So this morning I, I want to finish and again we, the, the ideal was to finish early so we could enjoy a meal together and have some fellowship and, and we're going to do that um, directly but in the view of the purpose of God in sending Jesus let's make sure that Our lives are a continual communication of him, his truth, his wisdom, that we actively seek to be a people of prayer, a people of his power and a people of his presence. And, uh, you know, we need to live in this day and age in the reality of God's presence in our lives by his Holy Spirit. We that know that the Lord Jesus, you know, uh, on a daily basis can celebrate him every day. Not just when the world acknowledges the birth of Jesus at Christmas. Our focus should be on him every day. Looking unto him. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So um, I encourage you, church, pray and invite the Holy Spirit into your daily life. Let him manifest his personal presence in you. And in that manifestation, expect power. Signs, wonders and miracles. Gifts of the Holy Spirit to operate, not to you, but through you. The whole design of the gifts of the Holy Spirit was not so we could sort of have a bit of a show on Sunday morning. It was so that we could go out and and actually have an impact. uh, Those that desperately need to hear the gospel, some of them for the first time. Some have only ever heard religion. Some have only ever heard, you know, uh, churchianity. We need to go out with the gospel of truth led by the Spirit of God, with the Word of God in our hearts, the truth in our hearts, and have an impact in this society. That's what we're called to, prayer, presence, power. Let's stay with that sequence and see his name glorified at this time, amen, and in the year to come. Can I get a big amen from you this morning? Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Well, um, we're just going to pray. Why don't we all stand to our feet for a minute and... uh, going to give a few instructions but let's just just pray and um and ask the lord a blessing on the word today and on our fellowship father we again thank you that we've been able to come and gather together as your church Lord god the called out ones father we recognize that that is our that is our identity father we've been called out by you called out from the kingdom of darkness and and delivered into the the, the kingdom of your dear son father god and we thank you for that for that transition. Lord, that we are a people, Father God, that have been moved from one kingdom to another, Lord. And Lord, we ask that in this this world, we currently at this time be those that shine brightly with the truth, Father. Lord, that we have uh, the the leading of your spirit in all that we do, Lord God, from day to day. That, Lord God, your continual goodness and mercy, Father God, would follow us. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you that that results in hearts being turned as well, Lord, in those around us. Lord, whether it be uh, friends or work colleagues or or family, Father, that hearts would be turned, Lord, that you would use us in such ways, Lord. We pray, Father, and we ask your blessing, Lord, now um, upon our fellowship together, and uh, and of course, Lord, uh, this, this season of Christmas, Lord, as we come into the new year, we ask your blessing upon every single one of us, in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, Amen.